0: Stuffing the Stat Sheet, we're stuffing the stat sheet. Alright, welcome to another episode of Stuffing the Stat Sheet. I'm your host, Joey Ricotta. And on this episode, we are going to dive in to some fantasy baseball stuff. And... With a nice segment called Would You Rather, at least that's what I'm calling it. And then later on in the episode, we're going to talk about some plays for tomorrow. uh, Some cheese plays, I like to call them, uh, which are best bets for tomorrow's action. Uh, We're going to do some DFS plays as well. And I'm very excited to record this episode as I have an awesome guest on with me today. I've got Jacob Dunn. Dun dun done Jacob Dunn ain't done yet on Twitter you can follow him there done with it's spelled d-u-n-n-e and um, you know he writes for um, wh- along with me at PrimetimeSportsTalk.com. Um, he's also part of new life fantasy fantasy six pack um, Jacob man welcome
1: I'm super excited to have you on how you doing I'm doing well, Joey. Thanks for having me on, brother. You know, we've been colleagues at Primetime Sports Talks for over a year now, so it's great to finally join your show.
0: Yeah, dude. This I feel like this is a long time coming. You know, it's yeah. it's been a ride. We've always been, uh, well, I shouldn't say always, but over these last you know few years or whatever or so, we've been talking sports and mm-hmm. and uh, you know following each other and keeping up with things and. It's been fun, man. I always appreciate your analysis and and uh, the different talks we have. So this feels like a long time
1: coming here, absolutely, man. I feel the same. And you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we were following each other before we started to work with each other. So, you know, it's it's awesome how how small the world is. We were following we were following each other, and then I looked at the staff list at. Then it was called the Scorecrow, and now it's a primetime sports talk. I was like, oh, there's Joey. That's cool. So, you know, it's awesome, man.
0: (laughs) No, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's weird how stuff like that works. I think it's really cool, though, because, uh, you know, like you said, yeah, I'm pretty sure we were. Yeah. Because uh, when I saw you then, Jacob Dun 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 has entered the chat. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, okay, cool. That's what's up. This guy knows his stuff.
1: Awesome, man. Thank you.
0: So, um, I know you haven't been able to get much sleep lately because you got a two-year-old that keeps you up all the time. So, we're going to try to keep this somewhat quick. I know I said that before we hopped on here uh, to actually record, but um, we are actually going to try now. Uh Um, Jacob, I'm going to start things off with a friendly little segment called Would You Rather? Let's do it. And... The first question I have. Now, we've been following each other on social media for a little while Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and working alongside each other, but, and I know you're very active on Twitter and Facebook and everything else, would you rather give up social media or eat the same meal every day for the rest of your life?
1: Oh, hmm. The same meal every day for the rest of my life. I guess... I guess it depends on the meal. Like, you know, I think I can eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every day of, you know, for the rest of my life. Uh, But I mean, you're not going to get famous and you're not going to get recognition eating, you know, (laughs) you know. So I'm a little bit confused. If I eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for the rest of my life, I can stay. I can stay on social media, right?
0: Right, right.
1: I would definitely do that. I will take the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. If I can provide the content to all of you guys, if I can still talk to all of my followers with all of the fantasy sports, I would definitely eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for the rest of my life. Now, if it was some nasty food, like, you know, if it was like liver, if it was something like just not palatable at all, um, yeah, I think I would definitely give up social media and just live off the grid if I can eat whatever I want. But, you know, I'm going to choose the stick to social media, it's too much fun.
0: I like it. I like it. Now, now, with that said, I feel like there could be some ways around this, though. So, okay. I'm somebody who, like, I love food, mm-hmm. and I mean, I love social media too. But as we've talked about, sometimes it can be a little toxic.
1: Sure.
0: Now, mm-hmm. keeping up with things is going to be a little bit harder to do without social media now, because I mean, everything literally breaks on social media. Right. But I feel like there's some ways around this. Like, so I don't have I can't be on social media. Right. right. And that I could still have different meals all the time. So what if I had somebody else on social media for me and I was still making the all the content, doing podcasts and writing and keeping up with things? And I just had like a minion like. Proxy. doing everything for me like <laughs> on
1: social media yeah right right man you might have to pay that that proxy know. that that minion loads of money and <laughs> i don't know about you i don't have that so
0: yeah <laughs> you just have to have a really nice girlfriend i guess
1: that's true that's true uh, that's she's
0: probably. not gonna do that though she's, <laughs> probably not. she's not gonna she loves me i don't think she loves me that much yeah. um <laughs> Alright, on to the next question. Would you rather poop in the only... Yeah, I said poop. <laughs> Would you rather poop yeah, you in the only toilet at a party knowing you'll clog it or mm-hmm. poop in the bushes in the backyard?
1: Yeah, I'm pooping in the bushes. I am not going to be the guy Yes, at the toilet at a party. <laughs> that is What's not going to be my story. <laughs> D- hey, I
0: don't blame you there, and I actually have a story for that.
1: Uh-oh.
0: Yeah. I didn't know if I wanted to share this or not.
1: Well, let's hear it.
0: Oh, so, not clogging the toilet at a party. I mean, I might have done that when I was, like, really drunk or something. Who knows? <laughs> but, so, the pooping in the bushes in the backyard.
1: Uh-oh.
0: Yeah. Um, well, let's start from the beginning. So, there was a really long line into the bathroom. And I, I couldn't wait. Like, I had just went out to dinner with my family. There was a, some banquet thing that we were out at. Mm-hmm. And I think it was for GRIA, like Greater Rockford Italian American Association. There was like an award ceremony. Okay. Um, so, anyways, not the point. But after that, so they had really good food there, stuffed my face. First of all, I was in like a suit and tie. You know, super well-dressed. I go to this party. I'm the, I'm the most well-dressed and overdressed person at this party. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody is already looking at me like I'm a weirdo. Because I just went there, like, got a call from a couple buddies. And they're like, yeah, come to this party. I'm like, okay, cool. So I go there. This is years ago. But anyways, I had to go really bad. Long, the line is super long. And, yeah, of course, dude. I'm going outside in the bushes. I'm going outside. I went right in the backyard. Gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. and But, you know, the messed up part is there were actually two girls that were watching me um, do this, I guess.
1: Oh. So, <laughs> I didn't know. Shoot.
0: I didn't know. Uh, I came back inside, and they're like, oh, we know what you did.
1: We know what you did. So, you got caught either way.
0: Oh. <sighs> <laughs> it's not a good feeling. It's not it's not a good feeling. Either way, it was like what's worse? Do I clog the toilet? Do I poop my pants? Do I get caught pooping in the bushes? I don't know.
1: I don't know, man, because there was a chance that you wouldn't clog the toilet unless you knew that that toilet was easily cloggable. It's like, well, you know, I guess I'll just take my chance and then hope that no one's standing by the door if I do clog it, right?
0: Right. But there was also a 100% chance that I was going to poop my pants if I didn't gotcha. go right then.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, you don't want to be that guy. <laughs>
0: so, I don't know. You can't win.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a lose-lose, man. You just, man, awful. It's <laughs> awful. a terrible
0: situation. story. And I, I went back in that party, and I just tried to go right for the keg. And they were like, nope, we know what you did.
1: Well, <laughs> you're being punished for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, So? Like, I try to play it off. I'm like, what do you mean know what I did? You don't know. What are you talking about? I'm like, you're like, uh-huh. <laughs> so, anyways, I guess that's the poop story of the day. Um, the poop story. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sure you weren't expecting that when you hopped on t- tonight. I,
1: the, I was not, but I love the surprise.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm going to love it once it gets out there in the world. But, anyways. <laughs> Hey, well, we'll just ride with it. Um, Absolutely, Jacob. What do you say we dive into some fantasy baseball, man?
1: Let's do it, brother. I'm ready. All
0: right. Well, first of all, I mean, I was super surprised to see that we're in the same TGFBI league.
1: That's
0: so, um, a- dude. I mean, we're 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 in there with some heavy hitters.
1: Yes, we got like, we,
0: we got Paul Spore. We got uh, Max Freeze. We mm. got your buddy. Um, Oh, yeah. Um,
1: David Mendy.
0: Yeah. And then there's, I mean, all these other guys. Brett Siegel. I mean, there's a lot of just really good fantasy players in this league. Right. So, I mean, I'm excited for it. I, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but, man. I'm excited for it, too, man. This is my second year doing it. I got, man, I, I mean... I took it seriously, but I mean, I think I got like middle of the pack, and I thought I had a bomb team. But shoot, I had way too much trust in. Uh, I don't know why I'm blanking on his name, but it, he's the designated hitter for the Astros.
0: Mmm. Uh, Yordan.
1: Yes, yes. I had so much faith in him. I took him in the third round, you know, and I thought he was just going to blow up, uh, Jordan, and just he he was hurt. He had back issues. He never, he never was really in the lineup, and that really tanked, man. You can't screw up your first three picks. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't screw up any of your picks, but especially your first three have to be just rock solid if you want even a chance to win in TGFBI.
0: Yeah, no doubt, man. I mean, that's rough. Yeah, I, and I can't say that you're alone there. I, I think I finished around middle of the pack, if not worse, last year. Um, this, this is my third year in it. The first year was just not good. Last year was a little bit better, but um, I believe it was the TGFBI that I took Shohei Ohtani. Um, mm-hmm. And that turned out not to be a good move um, yeah. because of his volatility. And then you're, like, stuck with this lineup decision. Like, what do I do with him every week? And you're, like, locked into this DH spot if you want to play him as a hitter. And then, you know, you were hoping to get a dual threat with him as a pitcher. And then it just didn't happen. Yeah.
1: He turned on late last year, right? I mean, like, he had some glimpses. But he definitely wasn't the guy who we all thought he was going to be.
0: Right, yeah. And then I think I had Verlander, too, which completely tanked me. Oh, man. Gosh. So... That was actually the, the real mess up there was Verlander. And I just, whew. I mean, I, who, I should have known he's getting older, but, you know.
1: No, man, I had him as my SP1. I thought he was going to dominate, especially in a shortened season. I thought he was going to go nine every single game. And lo and behold, he gets hurt in within the first few starts, and he's out for the year. Like, the, oh man, that's just a bad luck loss, dude. You know, yeah, what man. You do.
0: what are you gonna do? Well, let's let's both bounce back this year. What do you say?
1: Well, let's do it, brother.
0: I've yeah. got the first question I've got for you. We're gonna play this little game. Sticking to the would you rather? Um, would you rather? Skip a position to wait on your favorite sleeper only to watch him get drafted just ahead of you or pass on a player you are high on because he doesn't fit your roster construction only to watch him go off for the guy who drafted
1: him. This I is know a it's a loaded, loaded question. No, 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 no. It's, it's a phenomenal question because it happens all the time. You know, either one of those, it happens all the time. And I'd, honestly would rather watch my favorite sleeper get drafted just ahead of me than to pass on a player I was high on just to fit my roster construction. Because when I draft, I draft best player available for as long as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. Usually around the 10th round or a little later is where I start drafting to round out the rest of my roster, but there's no Way I'm passing on one of my guys or a player that I'm high on just because my team needs a specific position, I can't watch one of my guys go off on my uh, on my opponent's team. I just can't.
0: Yeah, dude, I'm with you there. I yeah, if you're super high on a guy, you can't let him go. Like I would hate to see him go off for somebody else and then this whole time thinking. I could have had him. I could have had him.
1: You have to live with that shame all year. No way.
0: No way. No way. And, like, I get skipping positions to wait on your favorite sleeper. Mm -hmm. Right. But, like, like that whole question right there is only to watch him get drafted just ahead of you. Like, there's always that that could be there. So, that's, like, it's definitely a terrible – both situations
1: are terrible. Awful. Hate that.
0: But, no, yeah, I mean, you can definitely, you can get around that, you know, a little bit easier. So, I would rather have that happen than, like, there's no way I'm passing on my guy because of roster construction. No way.
1: 100%.
0: I'm with you there. Um, Let's dive into some of these players here. Um, I thought this was really interesting. So... I came across a tweet from Eno Saris, and Yeah. And he's super high on Jose Urquidy. Okay. Like, and I think it's for good reason. Like, Jose Urquidy, he was the only pitcher that had a 110-plus on command, or for command and stuff. Okay. And... But a lot of people are super high on Framber Valdez. And I think that's also for good reason. But we're seeing massive discrepancy between these two pitchers mm-hmm. um, as far as ADP goes. Um, and they're not really all that similar uh, when you look at like K upside and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you had a choice, would you rather draft Framber Valdez? At pick ninety-eight, which is where he's been going since January seventeenth, up until now. Or uh, this is these are sorry these are NFBC um, ADPs.
1: Okay.
0: So would you rather draft Framber Valdez at pick ninety-eight or Jose Arcidi at pick two twenty-two?
1: So I will say right off the bat, I am not touching Valdez in the top one hundred. He was definitely useful in spot starts as a streamer last season. You know, and he was a little bit more valuable than that, sure. But he's 27 years old and has never pitched over 70 innings in his career. So even if he carries over his postseason success, I worry about his longevity. Can he pitch a full season? I'm not sure. I haven't seen it. I'm not going to risk that in the top 100. I'd rather have known... Commodities taken after him, like Zach Greinke, Jesus, Lazardo, and Chris Paddock. Now, Jose, uh, I'm sorry, Jose Urquidy is a couple years younger and showed us in the postseason, he can hit 97 consistently. He had a sub three ERA last season. Uh, even though he only pitched in 29 innings, you know he has the ability to to keep your ERA down, and that's what you want. You want that pitcher to keep your ERA down, and I just think Urquidy's potential and cheaper price are a lot more tantalizing than the question marks surrounding from Valdez. What do you think, Joey?
0: No, I'm with you. I mean, I. I... I completely agree. I think both guys are, you know risky, but, but mm-hmm. when you factor in the ADP part of it, I think I'm definitely avoiding Framber Valdez unless he falls more. Yeah. Um, like right there, I just I don't like that. I, I pick 98, 99. I, I don't like that at all. I think uh, it's just you know, the thing with Framber is I mean, he had a negative nine run value on his curveball. So he and he's a sinker curveball guy. Mm-hmm. Like he had a really for the most part, you right. know, and his his curveball is is wicked. Mm-hmm. Like he it it was the third best out of any pitcher for that particular pitch was that negative 9 run run value. So yeah. I mean it's it's really impressive. It also had 11% above average vertical drop and 49% above average horizontal movement. Nice. Uh you know, while generating a close to 42% whiff rate. So, I mean, that's it, it's a power curve. It's it's yeah. nasty. But, um, you know, with Arquiti, like, I feel like he's somebody who he, – I mean, he's a lower K guy. He only had a 14.7% K rate last year. It was only five starts, but a 2.73 ERA. Mm-hmm throws four pitches well like you know Saras was talking about and they'd all do what what they what he wants them to do and i mean even if he's not going to give you strikeouts i feel like he could help with like ratios and wins
1: and mm-hmm. exactly s-
0: similar if not lower whip than Valdez and he, he doesn't walk that many hitters so yeah i'm i'm leaning like if if we're just comparing the two which I mean, it's kind of ridiculous to compare because the ADPs are what they are, but um, you're not really picking between either or. You could actually get both, but um, I I would not draft Valdez where he is, and I I'm with you. I w- I would draft. I'm way more interested in Urqu- Urquidy at uh, 222.
1: Yeah, absolutely, I agree.
0: So um, for the next question, I have here we have. Two volatile guys in my opinion maybe not vo- maybe that's not the right word but um uh, they could be very polarizing right um both are guys that come with some risk well with where they're being drafted and i mean i'm not sure how i feel um we have vladimir guerrero junior at pick 54 so would you rather draft him or randy arozarena at pick 57.
1: So I'm a little skeptical of uh, Rosa Rania. You know, don't get me wrong, the talent is there. He dang near beat my Dodgers in the World Series, hitting three homers with a 365 batting average. You know, he seemed like he was the Rays' offense. You know, Randy only has 84 career at bats in the regular season. Along with the 81 postseason at bats he just had, but let's see. I mean, so he has 165 career at bats, and that's including the regular season and postseason. I think a Rosarina he got hot at the right time and took advantage of teams not having tape on him. I'm not saying he's going to be a bust or. Anything like that. Don't hear what I'm not saying. But I am tempering expectations on the 25-year-old. Now, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is entering his third season. He's been hot and cold ever since being touted as the next big thing. I personally believe that his ADP is the lowest it will be for a long time at 54. I'd scoop up. I would scoop him up at 54 and run. You know, we already know that. Guerrero has the talent. He has slimmed down considerably over the offseason, and he has a Hall of Fame dad talking in his ear probably every day. I love Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s current ADP price, and I would definitely take him over a Rosarino.
0: Wow. This is great, man. This is great. I uh, And I say that because I think we actually have deferring opinions on this. Okay. okay. So... And I love it I, for all the reasons you mentioned um, about Vlad. Those are the reasons why I would take him over a Rosaranya. Mm-hmm. So I were in agreement there. I I I don't see nothing is wrong about what you said. Um, but there's a lot of things that scare me with both of these guys. As I mentioned, um, like for the record, I'm not drafting either one of these guys at their spot. Okay. So I, I don't like either one of them because I feel like Vlad is, he's going at his spot because of what he could be and not necessarily what he will be or what he has been so far. Which it's very possible, like you said, you know we know what kind of talent he has. I think he does have more in him, and like he is in the best shape of his life. It looks like right now, um, you know. So I could see him exploding. But I would rather just have that happen. See well, this goes back to the question earlier. Would you rather take that guy that you're high on or right. pass on him and watch him go off for somebody else? So he's not one of the guys that I'm super high on because I don't want to I don't want to project something that I haven't seen yet from him in the major league level. So like I get it. Yeah, and I get why you're Doing it there, um, but like his launch angle scares me, you know, mm-hmm. being 4.6 4. last year with the MLB average was 11.9 mm-hmm. um, and he was 6.7 in 2019. So he actually regressed um, ground ball rate, 54.6 percent, 9.3 percent above league average. Um, but he actually and he actually outperformed his expected home runs last season with the Jays playing in a Triple A park in Buffalo, right. which they could be playing again this year. So it's a chance that he could even outperform uh, the expected home runs again. But he, I don't know. There's a, I could see him hitting between like 275 with less than 30 homers. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, like for where he's going, I might as well just wait hundred spots and get someone like Josh Bell. Like, okay, I feel like he's kind of in that same He's going to hit for less average. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and if he, but if he hits, I, I expect a bounce back from Bell. Like I really, I'm really high on Bell mm-hmm. playing for the Nats. So that's kind of why I'm avoiding him with the Rosarania. I agree with you a hundred percent. Like, I I don't think he's the guy that got hot last season. I think he's going right. to go back down at least like batting average wise too, especially, yeah. Um and he'll hit less home runs, I think, and less average than Vlad. Mm-hmm. Um but he's also a guy who could probably give give me like twenty plus steals potentially. So True. I guess that's why I would pick a Rosarania and only for that reason because I think I can get power and stuff
1: uh later on. You know what I mean? I totally get that. And I guess I'm more projecting that he might finally break out. But those numbers that you said would be nice in the, you know, if he's pick 54, that's going to be in, like, the fifth or sixth round range. I mean, you know, if he hits somewhere between 25 and 30 homers, you know, 85-plus RBIs and his batting average is above 275, I'll be pretty satisfied in my in my fifth to sixth round pick there. Um, you know, I you said that you wouldn't draft either. I'm deaf. I definitely would not draft Randy, but Guerrero just because he's kind of like a post hype guy, like his ADP is slipping because it's like, okay, he's not as good as what he was touted. I think now is the time to scoop him up at what I, what I think is a low price, but what you said makes perfect sense where you can get that kind of power with a little bit less average later, you know, via a Josh Bell, a Josh Donaldson, you know, some some, you know, a player like that caliber who doesn't steal bases, but just has but but just has power. I totally get that. I would just rather draft the 22 year old with all of this potential over, uh, you know, some guys going in that area. But I totally get the strategy on waiting just a little bit longer to get similar similar power. So I totally get you there, Joey.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I guess my, my other part of that is, too, is, like, I, I like I, – I'm not really big on Pete Alonso because I don't think he's going to hit for a high average. Same. And so I would take probably Vlad over Pete Alonso, even though he might hit, you know, 50 homers. Right. Like, he could he could lead the league in homers this year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But um, I just think that's too too rich if you're picking a first baseman there, like, in his – range if he's not going to give you some kind of an average so but like somebody like luke Voigt, like i i i kind of like i would take
1: luke Voigt over vlad i think in, as like luke Voit's going to be cheaper so might as well wait on luke Voit.
0: right exactly yeah, yeah. so that's kind of my when it, it goes back to the like what we were talking about uh or like what i was saying with uh Josh Bell. But no, I mean, that's the thing. And that's why I wanted to ask this question, because I think there are people like yourself that are like really high on these guys. And that's why their ADP is what it is. And I don't think um, it's necessarily wrong. Like, I think it's, it's just, uh, which it's, it's just about what you see in them. You know, like we all, see different things with all these different players and Vlad I think out of those two like Vlad has the highest ceiling as far as he, you know he's young he's young and he can really mash the ball i mean there's a potential that he hits 40 bombs this year you know yeah i think he does have that ceiling if he starts to lift the ball more and right and like Rosarina has upside too because Oh, yeah. You know, what if he hits twenty homers and gets you twenty steals?
1: Oh my goodness, right. Yeah, like what what if his late season surge and his postseason brilliance wasn't a facade? I'm just I'm just leaning towards that that is more of the pitchers just didn't have tape and they didn't know how to pitch around him. They didn't know what his weaknesses were, so they just tried to attack him and mm-hmm. he and he took full advantage randy looked like an all-star so it was fun to watch him play even against my dodgers every time he came up to bat i was scared so i you know he does have that talent you know i'm not saying that he's going to be a bust but i think we're both on the same page here he's he's not the guy who we saw late season and in the postseason he's just not that guy
0: yeah, for sure. And he still struck out at a decent amount last season, right. too. So that's kind of like his K rate was above 25%, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's – yeah, we pretty much uh, covered it all, I think. I mean, Rosarino, like you said, I'm sure that was uh, like torture for you being a Dodgers fan watching yeah. him. But, I mean, it was really fun to watch. And I think right. – you know, we've seen, like, that's the kind of ceiling he has. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, it's tough to project uh, year to year, especially in a shortened season. Like, guys get hot all the time. We saw, what, with Daniel Murphy with the Mets, with that, okay. uh, you know, postseason surge that he had. And it's like, he looked like the best player in the world.
1: A world beater, dude. Absolutely.
0: So, it's kind of hard to uh, translate that to the next season all the time. Right. But, um, yeah, Jacob, man, this has been great. I know we didn't uh, cover a whole lot today. Um, this is pretty much – these are really the only questions that I had uh, lined up for you. But, I, you know, I, I thought it would be fun to just kind of mix in some random questions and then mix some fantasy baseball talk um, yeah, in man. there. Uh, what, are you, what do you got going on, though? Are you working on anything or –
1: so I mean ever since ever since fantasy football ended I was just I was hung over I was just like I need a break. So I'm currently on a break, but you know, once once March hits, I'm going to go full steam ahead on fantasy basketball and fantasy football for next season. Um you know, of course, you know, you and I are going to be in full study mode to get, you know, for our TG FBI draft coming On March 1st so you know I'll be tweeting I tweet a few times a day just you know giving you some players to look out for in fantasy football and fantasy basketball and I'll be doing that for fantasy baseball as well so right now all I do is tweet next month I will definitely be working on some articles Uh, so if you guys want to be on the lookout for that if you guys want to follow me on Twitter at ain't done yet and done is spelled d-u-n-n-e i would love for you guys to follow me and you know let's win some championships together
0: yeah dude awesome stuff um actually i completely forgot that we were doing cheese plays um of course yeah how could we how could i forget that that's this is that's literally my favorite portion of every show
1: can't forget the cheese
0: dude yeah i mean what are we doing here (laughs) Um got to have the cheese. Got it. But and it's terrible because I'm not a Packers fan. So when people hear cheese, they're like, "What?" Like I'm really, I'm completely anti-Packers, so I don't know. But the ricotta cheese, you know, it's different.
1: Oh, different. ricotta cheese. Look at you. I love that, dude.
0: So, uh, uh <laughs> I was hoping somebody would catch it, but I don't I don't even know if people understand when they they're like cheese plays. Like, what are you what are you talking about? Cheese versus cheese
1: oh i know that just because of madden if you you know you know like in madden like everyone's looking for the cheese play like for like the cheat code right Mm.
0: okay i got you
1: that's how i take it Um, and
0: i take the cheese like it's money too
1: there you go okay okay gotta make
0: that cheese
1: many different euphemisms for cheese (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: and all of them are stinky
1: absolutely (laughs) um
0: but yeah jacob what are you so i guess for this part for today you got some dfs stuff for basketball tomorrow for nba what are you uh what are you looking at who are some guys that you're targeting
1: yeah so here's a name i thought i'd never say or endorse and that's marcus morris senior for the clippers you want to talk about stuffing the stat sheet mm. over the past week yeah i got you there
0: yeah i like it <laughs>
1: Over the past week, Morris is averaging 21.3 points, 4.8 rebounds, four and a half three-pointers, 1.3 assists, and almost a block and a steal a game. And with Kawhi Leonard likely out again, look for Morris to keep to keep benefiting from that. And just he 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 is taking advantage of his increased usage and i know that he's going to be relatively cheap in dfs tomorrow so i would definitely be targeting him and another name to think about about starting is his teammate lou williams over the past few games lou will has drawn the start and is averaging 24 points and 10 assists as the clippers primary ball handler because leonard's out and George's out they need someone to score mark Morris Sr. and Lou Williams has been shouldering the load. So I would I would try to get those two in your DFS lineups tomorrow. And just a few other cheap players to think about rounding out your lineups are TJ McConnell, who is the point guard for the Pacers. We got Joe Ingalls for the Jazz and Nerlins Noel, who has been starting in place of the injured Mitch Robinson for the New York Knicks. So those are some players that I'd be targeting in DFS tomorrow.
0: Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Thank you. I might have to tell you on some of these picks, because I haven't been uh, playing too much NBA DFS this year. I've been oh. mostly focusing on the prop bets. So I I think tomorrow like- I might actually set a lineup.
1: There we go. There we go. I like it.
0: <laughs> or I guess today when this pod's released.
1: Yes, yes. When I say tomorrow, I mean today, Wednesday.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that might be something to look at, too, with Morris. Uh, maybe... Maybe I'll be checking out his points plus rebounds plus assistant uh, total and see what it's at tomorrow.
1: There we go. Yeah, I mean, if you are into the prop bets here, I would definitely take a look at those guys. You know, like, let's say, like, Lou Williams. I don't know what his point total is, but if it's over, it, you know, let's say it's it's probably going to be over under 20. I would definitely go with the over. I think he scores another 24 to 26 points tomorrow.
0: Good stuff. And for my plays... NHL bet. That's what I got here. Call it a homer pick, call it whatever you want. I'm going with the Blackhawks in regulation. Take the money line in regulation to beat the Detroit Red Wings for the fourth time this season in as many matchups. Um, The Hawks just beat them on Monday in overtime, 3-2. to Um, If Kevin Lankinen starts in net for the Hawks, I really like this. Um, The Red Wings have lost each of their last 11 games after coming off of an overtime game. And the Hawks are quietly playing pretty decent hockey as of late. They've won five of their last six. They match up well against this team, um, even though they're not that good of a team themselves overall and they're really in more of a rebuild mode but the red wings are just awful. So, take the Hawks in regulation. That's that's one of my bets. You can find that at plus money. As for college basketball, I've got one pick as of now. I might tweet out one or two more as we get closer to tip-off for some of these games, but I like Northeastern on the road playing North Carolina. Um, The Huskies are getting 16 points as of looking at it right now, and I think that's just too many. I think uh, North Carolina takes care of business and probably wins the game, but uh, 16 points seems like a lot. I think Northeastern is pretty good uh, shooting the three ball, and North Carolina struggles in that department as far as defending goes from from deep, So uh, Northeastern, I think they can hang around a little bit, make it a little bit closer. The line probably should be around 12, 12 and a half-ish, uh, 16, 16 and a half range. It's a little too much, so uh, taking the points there with Northeastern. Hey, Jacob, I hope you give... The listeners some cheese plays and i hope the listeners are taking your advice because uh you've yep. been pretty spot on with some of these fantasy picks and stuff like that lately from what i've been able to see on twitter and you know following you over the years
1: thank so, you brother
0: yeah man dude i really appreciate you coming on and uh we're gonna do this real soon to let everybody know where they can find you
1: again yeah yeah you can find me on twitter at ain't done yet and done is spelled d-u-n-n-e I would love for you guys to follow me, guys. And uh, you know, I'll follow back and we can have a good time. We can win. We can get you know, you know, I can give you some cheese plays like Joe does with the Joe Ricotta cheese. You know, I can help with that. So, you know, just ask us. Any questions you have, you can DM me, you can tweet at me, you know, if you guys need help with your fantasy lineups or with, with any cheese. I'm available and I would love to help.
0: Awesome, man. Uh, you know what I just thought about too before I go ahead and end this thing. We'll um, so we're doing this podcast today together or mm-hmm. tonight. But um and we're in the same TGFBI league and we're sharing each other's like secrets as far as like who we Check like and stuff. And now <laughs> and then we got to compete against each other. So how does this work? Like you know who I I like as far as players go. I know <laughs> who you like and who you're targeting. And now it's just this just makes it like ten times harder.
1: You know, it's all in good fun though. You know, I mean, you know, this TG to FBI, I think there's over like two to three hundred dudes in this in this league. I mean it's gonna be over
0: four hundred this year.
1: Oh my gosh. See, I mean, oh man, that's so many people. And and there are always those people, those who just get hot, who just get lucky, who just make all the right picks. So so, hey, I mean, you know, if we're sharing each other's secrets, we're getting into each other's minds. We'll either be respectful if like a player comes <laughs> at our pick, or we'll just steal them and just laugh about it later. Like, it's all good. You know, it's all fantasy is supposed to be fun, it's mm-hmm. a great time. And the risk of going onto other people's podcasts is sharing your secrets. But I mean, we're all in this fantasy we're all in this fantasy community to have fun and to build up each other. So, I mean, it's all in good fun, Joe. And I appreciate, I appreciate talking this with you and to all of your listeners. I mean, this is a great time.
0: Yeah, man, I couldn't agree. Couldn't agree more. Um, It's all in fun. And you steal my guy, steal your guy. It's, it's (laughs) all fun. I, 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 I laugh about it. I might get mad, like, for an, a second, but I'm just going to give you crap about it. So
1: Exactly, dude. Exactly. And then I'm going
0: to take your sleeper right before your next pick. So
1: As you should. As you
0: should. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, Jacob, man, it's been awesome. We're going to do this again real soon, dude.
1: Let's do it, Joey. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me on.
0: All right. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening to another episode of Stuffing the Stat Sheet and hopefully I'll be back real soon to give you guys some more cheese plays and some more uh, fantasy content, hopefully some interviews with uh, some some other writers and podcasters and maybe even a player or two. You never know what you're going to get on this podcast. So thanks a lot, guys. Have a good one. Bet on yourself.